0: Hey guys, episode 41 with my guest Marcus Jones. Marcus is a really cool guy. His story is from uh, been in a dark place and just making the decision to completely 180 his life, giving up the booze, getting his health back, being more active, uh, getting into a better relationship, and literally now his goal is to help as many people that are in similar situations as he was, to live a better life. So, it's a great show, I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget, give us a like, give us a subscribe, uh, comment below, share if you enjoy the experience of the Live, Lift, Play podcast, and enjoy. Trust me, every time my alarm goes off. Depends on the sport a little bit,
1: but it just, it. I need to worry they at what I can I'm so excited to hit this workout. I'm so glad my parents never left me. You're listening to
0: the Live, Lift, Play podcast. So today in the show, I have Marcus Jones. Uh, Marcus Jones is a transformation coach who works with men, helping them live a better life. And I'll let Marcus tell a little bit more about that. Uh, we first met in person uh, at the Paul Mort seminar. The first, uh, I think, we were the first group to be certified. Uh, level, yeah, that's right. level, level four. Level four. Level four coaching. Yeah, I had to read it off. Uh, (laughs) And uh, transformative coaching. Um, So, Marcus, uh, thanks for being on the show, dude. Thanks very much for inviting me. Big pleasure of mine. So, like, I suppose the first thing is, and, uh, like, people are kind of, what is transformational coaching? But what kind of got you into... Wanting to help people, I want to become a coach like the same, like myself. Like, we all got the same email on the same day that this is going to happen, and then a 20 of us signed up for it. So, there's something yeah. that we all have in common. But, kind of, what for you was the turning point for you to want to start helping others with uh, and being a transformation coach?
1: I, I think it all started with um joining with Paul, I, I started with him doing the Unstoppable. Um, on 28 in in november 2021 and that was like a lead up to christmas mm. and i was like oh do you know what i'll this 28 days i'll use it it might might help me might not but like the impact it had on me in 28 days was like where do i sign up next with paul yeah um, and i've always i've always 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 in embraced and enjoyed helping others i did the next course um with paul um so the uh the and that was the three months where we mm. were and then we had a um a, like a a graduation day so to speak at, at his offices and again it was that buzz of everyone on the same mission and everyone wanting to help each each other and others and i think the the bug sort of got me and and i've I suppose with wanting to help others and th- the journey i've been on the last five and a half years i thought that it was just counseling that i needed and, and talking to someone every week but in fact it was getting me to ask me how do i it's getting me to get the most important questions to ask myself really yeah we you and i know now that coaching isn't about telling someone what to do it's about asking world-class questions yeah and i suppose a bit of a light bulb moment once doing it was like wow what an impact and imagine if i had just helped just one person in their life that you know that makes much such a difference and yeah
0: that's sort of where i got went from there really and i I was kind of the same. i went into mansformation uh yeah mansformation first and then Again, you went into a group of people that were all trying to better themselves. They were all supportive. And a lot of people got your situation. A lot of people got my situation in regards to who I am, where I am in my life. And there's people that are further down the road that have been where you are now and have been successfully through it. And there's people that are nowhere near where you are now and you can help them. And it's all about kind of helping everyone else to just, to live and be that better, better, better person, I suppose. Uh, and again, like, as you say, like when I first, I, I remember seeing a video from Paul, a friend sent to me, and I was like, this seems like an arrogant git. And uh, then I thought nothing of it. And then I was on a, a, a mastermind and he did a show. He did he did a, he did, did a talk on the mastermind. And I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. And I twigged, oh, it's your man that wrote some book and he's trying to sell you on something. And within listening to him for an hour, I'm like, wow, that one minute video doesn't do him any justice. Like this guy is is legit. I'm going to give him a go. And then sure what, that was 20. I'm still with him 2022. Uh, So I'm there two years now. And uh, obviously did did the course with yourself and the other guys. And yeah, it's like, he's helping, like, again, helping us become better at what we need to do to, and then, That's allowing us to then help other people. So um, I suppose where was the the click for you when it was, right, I'm going to start going outside? Because obviously initially the 28 days and the unstoppable is to help you become better at what you do, your life, and what you're doing. But then when was the turnaround (laughs) for you to start going, right, I'm going to start helping other people? That's going to be my
1: thing yeah and and i still struggle with this sometimes because i know you know we all know like for instance paul's energy is is contagious and and we've picked up that energy and and sort of ran with it and i think it's hard because initially I've, i've tried to get the same impact to my like partner and my family but like i suppose i expect what i suppose what i took away from paul is 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 not expecting me from others so uh, initially when you said about helping helping others to start with i was mainly like well you should do this you should do that you should do this because it's definitely you know you should journal you should meditate you should take cold showers because paul says it works and it's worked for me but i think flipping that what you said and when when did i realize i could help others is is just by I feel, I'm quite empathetic. I feel like I'm, I'm a good listener, and I can ask you these world class, class questions, even bef- before Paul. I, I I, but did I believe in myself before Paul? Probably not. So it's 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 a bit of a too too pronged answer. Is like mm. I, I sort of I've always wanted to help people. I don't know in what element, you know, when I was counselling, they even come up then of even like, I don't know, maybe randomly doing like a beavers or scout leader, just to help kids enjoy themselves or help other people. But yeah, the the, the other side of it was not getting, gaining the confidence from Paul yeah. to be like, he, he can do it, you know, and he even says himself with two GCSEs at 21, you know, he, he didn't have nowhere to kind. He was like, "I've made you know a seven figure business, and I've got the work ethic to do the same. Why can't I do that seven figure business?" Yeah. You know, and and I suppose it's Paul giving me that light bulb, holy shit moment, as we call it, to be like, "Yeah, I can." am to gain the confidence to do this. Mm. I'm on it.
0: And I think I, I, another thing that I, I suppose, like, and I I fall foul of it uh and i'm sure most of us do is when we start out it's kind of like it's it's going to take a lot longer than you think before you start getting the the feedback that you you kind of really want you want people to be asking you the, the big questions and you want people booking in your calls and uh, so you can impact more and more people and it, it takes time uh but you've already started that. so like on your like if if you if you don't know, Marcus is on his social media. His he, since I started following, which was just after the seminar, um, the content that you put out is it's it's daily. It hits nail on the head for a lot of people. Uh, I find I like it, It's enjoyable. Like it, I like seeing it because I know how hard it is to go in front of a camera and post every day. But I also know that, like that one video that you posted three months ago, someone could see that today. And that could be the thing that literally helps them turn, do a 180 on their life. And that's the beauty of what you're doing. That's the beauty of what uh, we learned off Paul and from other people that we like are surrounding ourselves with. Um, So like, when when you when, Obviously, when you decided to start helping other people and you, you, you're certified and you're trained in how to do it, when, when you decided that you want to help men mainly, like that would be kind of your, not that you, you'll only help men, but um, what would be the biggest problems you're seeing in men now that like for you, that, that's why you can help them? Like where do you find that? And even with people you've worked with or people you've kind of had calls with, where is, like, what's the big issues you're seeing that they, they can address? And, again, they can address quite easily. You just have to own up to what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I, I think men, yeah, we, we're, we're completely different. Um, like Our head our head space is, you know, there's there's a reason why, you know, between 40 and 45, you know, the biggest killer for men is suicide. We... <laughs> We're almost scared to talk, you know, and um I think a lot of us bottle it up, bottle it up, bottle it up, bottle it up. And then there's two options, right? Either do talk and let it all out, or take the other option, you know. Um and that I, I suicide's impacted not me personally, but, but close friends. And I think I've seen what it can do, um, and I've been in dark places myself. And men are really shit at talking about it. So I think it's a lot of it's society, isn't it? Like, especially with my my, for instance, my parents' age. Like when I said ages and ages ago, I'm going counselling. They were like, really like you don't need that you know it's, yeah. it's the stigma isn't it so all of this is stigma and not, not even if your you, your peer groups and mates you know i've had when i was going through my darkest times they were like oh you know the, the classic i'll oh, snap out of it yeah you, know, you, you know all the classic one-liners I'll oh, you'll be all right snap out of it and man up and all these words and you're like well come. look because i've been there i feel i've got better Um, tools techniques questions that i can be like well you know because we as a society and men we focus on using then booze and and other other situations to then turn on and be like well that's all right i'll have a boot i'll have a beer because that will sort my anxiety moods out because that's what i did right life stresses relationships kids work all of these then become an excuse to uh, be, be like yeah brilliant and i think like a lot of that women are more susceptible to talking and laying it out whereas mm. we bottle it up a lot
0: and it's 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 kind of it's it's in our nature it's it, it, I suppose it's the survival of the species men are we are like we're built differently to women 100% physically emotionally intelligently depending on the situation and what we're we're doing um, but one of the things like you said is like when and I like I I I've, I've witnessed and I've had friends that've gone through some quite dark times um and that whole thing of oh snap out of it yeah you'd be grand like what's wrong just get you get your ass out of bed and again a couple of years ago even further than that I would have been one of those guys like just yeah. get up and do something like you're just you're just you're playing the victim mentality and yeah uh, <laughs> But one of the things that I've kind of realized and how I can kind of equate it, and you kind of would have had to have done stuff like this to equate it. So if you've ever done a challenge or like run uh, like run a marathon or ultra or swim or done something physically that is so mentally exhausting, physically and mentally exhausting, and you're just like, why the hell am I here? What am I doing this for? and there's no amount of music or talking that can get you out of that spiral you have to physically go mentally physically and mentally go through it till your brain starts kind of coming around and it's like peaks and troughs so you have to go through it and it's kind of like uh, i suppose like um an addict to a point is that you have to get to a point where you're able to change yeah and that's the only real person that can do that is you. So, you know, people say you have to hit rock bottom um, and like, there's a lot like, but you're right in saying like, guys don't talk. I, I would be a guy that like, I would, I would open up to certain people. I don't talk to a lot at the, at the, at the search, cert, cert, like, obviously I, I was forced to open up on things. Yeah. I didn't think I need, to, I didn't even know, like I got caught out with yeah. those questions uh um we're pretty good but it helped me in a big way um we like I, I, and i think it's fascinating you say like most guys between 40 45 it, that's the the suicide right that's where lads just don't know what to be doing and then they end up kind of kind of making that decision which not only impacts them it impacts uh families and friends and they think they're doing the world a service but they're actually doing the world a disservice Uh, by make taking that option which is i think is quite tough um and like i suppose like you like i know when we spoke like you you gave up drinking um and things like that like you had your own personal struggles as well
1: yeah massively so i went through a divorce back in um i think i think it's 2016 um yeah i've been with my ex i was with her like 14 years so Mm. predominantly all my adult life um and it's just had a massive impact on me and basically i used al- alcohol as an escapism i had six probably six to nine months of work through depression anxiety whatever you want to call it and just literally turned to the booze whether it be like uh, like in the night uh, you know whether it be a night or whether it be like at weekend i would be like right this you know any excuse for me to go to my mates oh should we go for one and then it wouldn't lead it would yeah. lead to a night of destruction and a weekend where on the sunday my sundays were like uh like the fear of everything i'd done at the weekend or what like who are i upset and then it just because I've been, on, I've been on antidepressants you're not supposed to drink on them so it just escalate and escalate and escalate and i'm i'm like it it was just using booze as a crutch was just the wrong idea and you know i'm, I'm counseling would tell me that every week but what but but my fuck it attitude was like well i haven't got much else older oh, booze and booze and booze and booze that give me self-confidence but it totally does the opposite and it was compounding the destruction. Really, yeah, it's that limit
0: that that instant win for more anxiety, more fear, more stress.
1: Yeah, and and basically, it ultimately led more to like you said, more to the depression, weight gain, bad skin. You know, there's I, I so many like there's a picture of me like I used to go to my mates' house every Thursday, like because they would help me through through the um, depression i go out for a meal and like I remember turning up in my suit just really unkept like a big ginger beard just like really like n- not looking after myself in any way you know I had like bad like really uh, random off topic but I had like really bad like um, mouth ulcers and, and just like because of all the booze and, and mm. just like bad health And I ended up having to pay like 15, I think like two grand for like my gums and everything was just to shit because I was just absolutely smashing my body every Mm. weekend. And and, like when
0: you get like the likes of mouth ulcers and all that run down, that's your body's way of telling you that you are run down. Yeah. Um, Like I know like if I I start getting stuff like that, I know that either... I need to pull back into the training. I need to kind of make sure I'm getting a, like a kind of recovery day in or I need to do. It, my diet's gone uh, sideways or works just too much. You need to I just I, I acknowledge here listen you're 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 starting to burn out so you need to take notice of that. But years ago I didn't. I just kind of fought through it. And again yeah. I suppose as uh, your youth is wasted <laughs> on the youth on the young because yeah. uh, if you knew if you were able to go back and redo it, you could do it a lot different. But then, I suppose you wouldn't have your experiences, which have led you to be the person you are, which is leading you to be the person that can help other people through things. Because yeah. when you've experienced bad times yourself, you can relate better to people, and I think that's a. Uh, and we we all have bad times and no one's bad times is worse than i don't believe that like like stuff that happens to me is my bad stuff and your bad stuff is your bad stuff i don't think exactly like i wouldn't equate that mine is worse than yours or vice versa because i don't know your experience and i don't know how you felt and what you were going through and you don't know my experience and how i felt and what but the fact that you can relate to i get it you're looking to escape you're looking to just hide away from it. But what you need to do is you need to face it. You need to own it, take ownership of it, and then move it forward uh, by making the change. And again, like when, I suppose, when was it that you knew you had to do something different? Because obviously you were going to counseling, but you were still kind of still doing what you were doing. But when was it that you were like kind of right, I'm going to do this 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 is the change i'm done yeah. i have to i have to make a difference
1: do you know what there, there's there's a cup there's two three four different things um i remember going to like an all-inclusive cruise with my f- um i think it was with my family then three days later i was going to vegas with my best mate and obviously an all-inclusive cruise <laughs> Obviously, I was boozing at the time. I just made, mm-hmm. I was on, it was like strong bow after strong bow after any excuse. I'd be like in the bar drinking. And then obviously, four, I think I had like two nights back or four nights back and then went to Vegas for four nights, five days. I ended up, because of all the damage to my body, I ended up probably throwing, I think it was on the last night slash day I was throwing up blood in Vegas. So that was a bit of a warning sign. That was one of them. Yeah. Another one was my nephews who see me as their like hero. I remember them sending me or give, give me a Christmas card with me on the t- on they drew, drew it so they quite they were quite young at the time but they drew a picture of me and like load of bottles of cans on the table of booze and like yeah. me slumped over. And I'm like, I'm their role model, and if that's how they see me, yeah, that is horrendous. And then the last one, really, last two, were lockdown and finding a a new partner. So like lockdown hit, and there was two options. I've took pictures of me looking like massively overweight, like bloated, horrendous. And there was two options in lockdown of kind of fight or flight carry on boozing every night and i decided to get fit yeah and i'll be honest the 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 lockdown was the best probably the best thing that happened to me i had no i had no distractions i was on eating gusto meals so i I chose the meals what calories they were i went on a calorie deficit myself i chose to chose to ride a bike every day you know, when we're allowed out for our exercise yeah. and 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 then just then just rode with it and then the year afterwards with my partner i was like i'm gonna i i think it's two thousand and twenty it must be two thousand and twenty one yeah i said i'm gonna we were planning to go away in march i'm gonna not drink till March, and then one night we had a um a bit of a, a disagreement. She got quite pissed, and I was, like, and that made me something flipped and said, "Right, that's it." I, because I saw how she was, I'm not ever drinking again. Yeah, and I didn't, and I haven't. I think it's 19 months now oh, ish. And yeah. how,
0: how, how have you found that not drink? Because I know, like, it's it's quite like again in Ireland and England. I think it's it's still kind of. <laughs> it's a very obscure thing not to be drinking or not to drink. Um, definitely in Ireland, but I know England's the same kind of drinking culture as Ireland. Um, yeah. Cause if you're, if you're out and you're not, but how did you find that when you, when you made that like 100% right, I'm not going to do it. Um, like, how was that for you? What like kind of, changes that you have to make and what were the lessons you learned from like with socializing with <laughs> friends and family and stuff yeah. and being the the teetotaler there and like just h- how did you navigate that i suppose is the big question
1: yeah to start with pretty tough um I, I i've listened to a podcast recently and um on on it as well for a lot of people giving up and and it's true, you lose ninety five percent of your social circle through giving up booze. So that was the hardest part to start with for me. It is like I felt like I've lost friends, so yeah. to speak. Um, I suppose they they were there when I wanted to to booze. So uh, yeah, that that was the hardest part for, for to start with, knowing that I, I didn't really get invited out to these events anymore because i didn't booze i I don't absolutely agree with that all that because i'm no different person on the booze to not on the booze i've been to weddings still been that mad one on the dance floor but i can leave at 10 o'clock when 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 everyone's getting messed up yeah And and i think because now in the last i'd say a year the alcohol free range and everything the low and no alcohol yeah has, has you know it used to be an aisle of like four different options now it's like a massive aisle and yeah you know, i went to a festival with a, a, a mindful drinking festival the other day and there's so many different like little festivals coming up to to explore this i now don't find it that hard because I can st- like some places in London, I can still have a pint, mm. alcohol free pint and still converse, you know? So it doesn't yeah. look like I'm not drinking. I-, I think it's just, it's, I'll be honest. The hardest part is the initial, oh, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? But we'd we'll never, we'd never do that. I-, I posted something yesterday. We'd never go, oh, why are you drinking? Why are you drinking? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that, it's that complete side of it. And, and it's like, you can't, you know, all the, Again, I think I posted about this. You can't have fun, you know. A free couple of things not to say, you know. Not not me being a, a man, but like to a woman. Oh, are you pregnant? You know. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, it, it it proves more of like how you are. You know, you, you prove more who you are as a person when you're not drinking, in my opinion. Yeah. But I suppose the hardest thing is is I don't want to come across preachy because you can drink as much as you know everyone's entitled to their drink and, it,
0: it, exactly like i was recently at um a stag do uh for my cousin and i didn't i had non-alcoholics and the reason i was, i had to work the next day and but i know if i like if i go for one or two i'll go for three drinks on the third drink that's when my brain has made the switch as in yeah yeah you're good to go keep going keep going keep going how can you cancel work tomorrow and you get someone to cover for you. All those conversations coming to And like, in all fairness, it was a good night. We had a lot of banter. But then, and they're like, again, half 10, 11, I was like, yeah, time for me to get out of here because they're all getting silly. And uh, it's going to become annoying for me to, to watch them or listen to them um, because their conversations aren't making sense. But they're still all having fun. But it's it's but I had my time. I had my three, four hours there. And it was good. It was good crack. But what I suppose one of the things and I've wrestled with giving up drinking for a fair few years. I've 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 threatened it so many times. And I like again, I would I would drink very rarely in any way, but the the not feeling good. And I suppose the like you say, the introduction of um non-alcoholic beers have really made it a lot easier. Like I was out with a, a members' event, they all had a at a big competition. We went out for food and drinks after. I had two non-alcoholics and then I went home. But normally I'd be like, all right, let's, let's see what we can do. Like, how long can we stay out? Like, oh, we're having a buzz. Yeah. Let's celebrate. And I find that the culture is, is that if you do something well, you need to celebrate it by making yourself feel really bad the next day. Yeah. Which I don't, i it's not that again, I'm not like yourself, I'm not trying to be preachy. I don't like I don't I don't get it, but I, I still do it from time to time, but I, it's getting less and I'm finding that the impact is not worth I suppose it's a young it's a young mugs game or young man's game, if you want to call it a man or yeah. a mug, it doesn't matter. Um I d yeah, as the older I get, the like if I'm not right till Wednesday, that puts off everything regarding work, regarding you're training. If you like, if you drink on a night out, you're you're definitely eating crap food the next day. Yeah, uh, you're gonna overindulge. Over- to your
1: kids as well.
0: Yeah. Um, well, that was one thing. My my son witnessed me being drunk once. Yeah. Um. And he and this was like ages ago. And he he brought it up. He only brought it up recently. It was just me and him. And he just said, "Remember the day you were being silly?" And I was like, "What? Which day?" And I was like, "We're dancing around the house." Because when we were skiing and uh, we had to go get you and you you couldn't talk and you were so noisy and all this. And I was like, man, my son has that as a powerful memory in his head. I yeah. said, I can't. Nothing in life is worth him. Ha- like like you and your nephews. Nothing is in, work, in, in life is worth having them have that opinion of you. Yeah, exactly. because that's that's the truth that's that's yeah. point blank the truth ah you're a bit like your friends of a guy you're a bit messy you're grand come on we'll get back on it uh, next weekend or the weekend after but um having people like you say that look up to you that and you're you inspire to a point then their image of you is that then that's i think that's a that's a good reason to firstly want to want to like slow it down if not stop at all but it's a good it's a good honest of. uh evaluation of yourself which i think is a big thing for people to i really take on board um if you are impacting people that way especially young people i think you need to relook at it a little bit or start taking ownership of your actions when it comes to drinking uh and again i'm and i feel like if you if you drink cool and i i do i still do yeah don't get me wrong as i said i've wrestled with it i haven't made the full on decision but um i love listening to stories from people that like have done it and then realize that their their life is getting better.
1: Yeah and it's 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 weird because the circles you and I are mixing in now the the especially you know when we did our cert like I feel that talking to a lot of them not many are large boozers or Mm. or even i think a lot of them gone to total or i think because my life now and trying to build this business and you know i'm running i'm playing golf i'm you know i've got quite a bit of hobbies and and a, and a lot more drive obviously a lot more energy now i don't booze yeah i feel that i haven't got time for it in my life and it i've had a couple of people go well you've got you, you've obviously had a problem because you've had to stop and i'm like i probably did have a problem but could i just have one now i probably could just have one and then not not do it again but what's the point you know <clears throat> I, I write a list down of the benefits and the cons there's not many benefits to alcohol in my opinion yeah. so
0: well, there's, there's yeah. not there's not and if you, yeah. if you- like okay. if, you lo- if you look at it, really, if you did, like, firstly, the first time you ever took a drink, doesn't matter. You're all, I was a teenager. Uh, I was yeah. like, oh, that's disgusting. Beer, spirits, wine, every time, first time I had it, disgusting. Yeah. But yeah, it's like people are like, oh, I love a good beer. No, I like, I like a, a cold pint uh, on a really hot day. But realistically, I've grown accustomed to a negative taste. It's yeah. not... And it's it's a it's a company that has gone out of its way to make the alcohol taste less bad, yeah, so you yeah. can drink. Like I love why people go, oh, I'm a gin drinker. Uh, uh, like, yeah, but with elderflower and a lemon and raspberry. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you're 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 hiding how horrible that is, so you can consume more of it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. And then the impact. I know, um, is Alan Carr. I think I read one of his books on it. And he was saying like alcohol, it only causes stress. It's an undercurrent of stress, but it's not a de-stressor. There's no scientific evidence. Now I get like on a Friday night, all the kids are gone to bed, you might have a glass of wine to unwind. But unwinding is you chilling out. It wasn't the glass of wine helping you unwind. That is, it's like when you go to the cinema, the first thing you think of is popcorn and a Coke because it's built that way it's yeah. marketing to a point so oh uh, and it's 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 advertised unwind with a wine or unwind with a drink and yeah it's, it's built into us but it's actually that's not what's actually happening
1: but again like you know what i said I i'll resort to the um to the start of the conversation and the, the, what you've just picked up a minute ago is like you're if you mommy and daddy every night because they're stressed have then picked up a bottle of wine to share it between them kids come down that oh mum and daddy will relax every night with a bottle of wine what what message does that send out to the kids and, and like is it like we have to because we're stressed we'll, we'll reach to the wine because we're anxious we'll reach to the wine we'll because we're buzzing we'll reach because we've just passed our exams we'll reach for the wine or booze or whatever you know it's such a like you said a culture thing you know i I think 30 to 45 you know i think the youngsters now are more into like youtube and you know tiktoks i don't think it's there anymore with that a lot but but between 30 and 45 i'd say like our, our our culture was that on
0: the booze you know yeah yeah oh well i i i I totally agree and it's and that's the one thing that i think we can we can have an impact on because it is if you grow up in a norm then it's normal if having alcohol like like you've seen your parents having a few drinks and again i i want to stress i'm not i'm not against i'm not anti it but if, if you're doing it like three four times a week or once or twice a week and it's every it's religious on the same that's a it's 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 now a habit, whether it's de or, or yeah. not. But if your kids see that, then your the kids understand that drinking is normal, it's okay. And but then what happens when they get to a certain age? You're not allowed to drink. Yeah. And then you're not allowed to drink, you're not allowed to drink, and then you can't drink like this. And then oh well, so we it's kind of hypocritical. It's like me telling my kids they're not allowed to have tattoos. All yeah. I can do is advise them to get a tattoo that has meaning, and that meaning will stay with you for the rest of your life. I can't go, you're not getting tattoos. I have tattoos. Yeah. That'd be hypocritical to all ends. Um, yeah. But I do think that that's, and, and that's one of the things I, I actually put in a, I put in the request to try and be one of the speakers. Um, and my my topic is, because we work with youths, is we have the ability to stop a generation from repeating error mistakes with regards to anxiety depression suicide stress by helping them become more um <clears throat> sort of physically and mentally stronger through adversity teaching them adversity and teach them what what like that you don't have to conform to what society is as a standard like what's the first thing most people do when they turn 18 to go for a pint yeah. Because it's you're you're legally allowed, even though most of them have already drank before then. But then they yeah. go sit in a pint and a I suppose like actually one of my I had a conversation with one of my uncles and he's my favorite like he, I I love him to bits. And but he said he like his his last son has turned eighteen. He goes, I'd love to get me, you and the two boys and your brother uh I would love to go for a drink. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that would be cool." And he goes, "It would really mean a lot to him." And I was like, "We could just go hang out, yeah, as well." But that that can't happen. That would never be the situation. It has to be sitting in a pub, and then he can look at the different generations and be like, "Yeah." And, I, and I, the, my my uncle's old school, and again, he's 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 a big he. Well, he used to be a big drinker, not as much anymore. But it's yeah. that kind of mentality. But That can be changed. Like, it was all this, like, oh, you will use promise that when the kid, those those boys were old, that you would go and bring them on the sauce and bring them out and all that. I said, yeah, but like, I'm I'm your age. Yeah, I'm your age when you did that with us. And it was cool. Uncle Ian brought us out when we were young teenagers. But for me now, it was like, well, (laughs) I don't see the benefit of bringing a 17, 18 year old out and getting them completely drunk just to have a story later on in life. I'd That's rather it. I'd rather help him in any other way, or hang, like do other stuff with him, and oh, I'd have a drink, but I'm not going to go out of my way to get him off his face, just as a a rite of passage. Which That's it. I think we should experience different rites of passage rather than yeah, getting completely blacked out drunk for a, a, like a, what's a very like it's okay, they're good memories, but they're bad memories at the same time.
1: Half the time you don't remember
0: them. Do you know what yeah. I
1: mean? I like I, I've, I've, it's quite weird and how it's flipped because obviously I'm I was way I was massively brought into that culture, you know. And, and again, this is not a preachy podcast, and I'm not I'm not there to do it. But it's good now that my nephews then don't see me as that yeah guy slumped over the table. But they want to do park runs with me, you know. So it the difference in showing. Not telling is, is, yeah. is incredible. You know, I'm training for a London marathon. I've already walked a marathon this year. Th- seeing them, them seeing like that instead of me turning up, hanging, yeah, meeting them is it, a different ball game, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and again, you get you get you only get so many opportunities to impact on someone, and especially with young people. So every time you like i say it's not the amount of time you spend with someone it's the quality the quality time you spend the amount of quality you put into the time you spend so i don't need yeah. to see someone every day but if when i see them i want them to be like this is me and i want like i, I want that to be like this is uncle steven or this is steven Kinsler." this is what he does this is who he is and he's a genuine person he some days he's not he, he's not happy-go-lucky someday he's 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 a bit pissed off at life because that's normal but yeah when I get the opportunity to see my nephews or I get the opportunity to do an event or do something with my son or my daughter, then I'm going to make the most of it because they're the, like, again, it's, as, as we say, it's a magic moments. You want to build as many as possible because yeah. you're firstly, you're giving yourself a sense of gratitude um, that you're doing something like that, but also you get to impact on people and yeah. they're, I suppose their memory of you is not the guy in the pub drunk. It's not the uncle on the uh, passed out on the on the kitchen table with cans around him. Yeah. It is oh uh, my uncle does he he ran a marathon and he, he did this and he's done this and he he's done all these yeah. cool things. He gets in the water every day and he, it's so cold and so I'd rather that yeah. than all oh, my fun drunk uncle. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's not it's not what I want to be.
1: Yeah. So like exactly what you said with the cold, you know, the cold water. It, it may be daft, but the last time, the, the last time my partner and I were in um, Norfolk, they come in with us, yeah, to, in, into the cold water, you know, and that is to me that was like wow, that's a that's a magic moment, right? And instead of like waiting until they're eighteen and getting them on the on the source, I could do that. You know, I took them to a water park the other day, and it's having that impact on them, yeah. rather than waiting until they're 18 and going, look, let me see you get absolutely battered tonight. You won't remember it tomorrow, but it'll be a good experience because Uncle Marcus did it as well, you know. And and exactly what I did, the same, but yeah, like seeing them, you know, embrace the cold water for the first time and, you know, it that's the shit that brings joy to my face, you know, Yeah, and makes it's that is that starter piece we said that like, impacting others is what we like to do yes you know it really it really makes me smile when i see you doing that with your kids touch wood you know i'll have kids one day and i'll be able to do that but the impact you have by being active and doing your own amazing work has impact it impacts others you know what i mean and i think we forget that you and i by doing what we do i just think it's a norm but maybe that like that one piece that that we put out if someone else does the daily 10 every day and loses 10 stone and gains confidence or you know 10 stone is a massive amount but 10 pound and gains confidence mm. in their body and without telling you but and then comes and tells you that and says oh this is amazing what you do is incredible well that uh...
0: Yeah, that that's one of the big things I think, and I I'm not looking for people to like. If someone turns around and says, "Hey, you did this, and I, it helped me do this," I'm like, "That's cool." I love hearing those stories, but it's it's showing people that you don't need the world to change. You just need to do one small thing, and that's why I, I created Daily Ten. Every day I do, and I don't I don't post the videos every single day because I just don't want to annoy people with me doing burpees every day. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's, it gets kind of boring, but most mornings, as soon as I get up, I go downstairs and I'll just do 10 burpees. And is why, because why not get up and down off the floor? It's a survival movement. As we age, we need to be able to fall and get ourselves back up, but it's exactly. 10 every single day. And it gets your heart rate a little bit jacked. And if you're really unfit, you just take a slower time and you build it up and build it up. And if you can do 10 burpees every day, you can do anything every day. You yeah, can go for yeah. a walk, you can go for a bit of run, you can challenge yourself, but it, it's a start. Everyone thinks they need this big overhaul. Uh, like, yeah. you, know, you just need to make one small change, whether it's going to bed a little bit earlier or getting up a little bit earlier or start having yeah. a cold shower or you're doing a burpee or you're doing a walk, you're doing a run or you, you made a change to your diet. It doesn't matter. Once it's something that gets you moving, gets you going and getting your energy levels back up, you're feeling better. And, again, yeah. and you know and we we like we, we we've spoken throughout this show about a bunch of different things but at the end of it like what it actually means is that if you take care of yourself and you don't punish your body with like junk food like uh, and alcohol and uh, like you you're putting yourself surrounding yourself with good people and you're 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 just trying to do things the best that you can guess what? You end up having a happier life. You, you have more yeah. energy. You're, you're, you're able to meet more people. That's if you want to meet more people. Uh, you're able yeah. to communicate better. You, you just, everything feels better. Yeah. So, like, it, it's simple. Make small changes yeah. and you start feeling better. But people, again, a lot of people, I think, believe that they need a massive overhaul. And mm. it's not it's as simple as like I said, like uh, someone I had on the phone for the gym, I was like, you've no focus. Let's get you yeah. back in. Let's, 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 let's do what. what's one thing you'd like to do. Yeah. I was like, I'd, li- I'd like to run at 10 K. Okay. There's the 10 K in October. Let's do it. I'll do it with you. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. You know, you're doing it. You're doing it to get there. Yeah. You have to start turning back up to the gym. Okay, cool. I said, we'll go run together. Cool. And. Now they're back and they're signed up, and now yeah. they're thinking about doing a triathlon next year. Uh, crazy, because now it? they've got that. But everyone falls into that slump. But it's like people like yourself and the guys that we know, and there's like obviously a lot more people out there that are helping people, like gym gym owners and people that just generally are nice people. Yeah, like they're just trying to help people, and it, like as I say, one five seconds of your day can impact someone's. Day, full, full day. So, five seconds of what I could say or do or post or just in passing, five seconds can literally change someone else's day. I said, that's a huge amount of power that you have to help other people without asking for anything in return. And I think it's a big thing. It's a big thing that we can do and we should do it.
1: Yeah. And it's, you're right. Like, it's not, I don't want anything in return. I don't want, I don't want to, you know, I don't want the plaudits. I just want to change people's. Mindset and 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 life because I know that it's possible. You know, yeah. tell me five six years ago, I didn't think it was possible. You know, and I I thought I would be sad, miserable, fat, depressed, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But I, it, it, I didn't it, it I didn't start, but I didn't wake up and go right. I'm I'm running marathons tomorrow. Mm. You know, it might have started like you said with a Joe Wicks workout yeah. or a or a ten minute bike, but now, I'm you know I'm my most I've run is sixteen miles, and I've, I've got a, you know a marathon in six weeks. But but what I suppose what I'm trying to get is little, little and often. If you change, you know, we can't turn off a bad habit. We can just change it to mm. be a good habit. You know, I I think that we it's simple right it's just simplifying it i think we overcomplicate it because we feel we have to lift 100 kilos we have to Mm. run marathon straight away but you know rome wasn't built in a day and 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 we're here to you know we've all had our dark times and and i think we're here to make sure that people aren't still suffering and and helping them out of that so
0: And I I, I, I think partly, like, you're running a marathon, you've trained for and stuff like that. But I think when you set yourself challenges and you have to suffer and you have to go through adversity and you have to, like, literally question, why am I doing this? And I'm sure closer to the marathon, you'll be like, oh, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And then in the marathon, you'll be like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? But the aftermath of that, the effect that that has on you as a person of growth is huge. And I think that... If we set ourselves and it's a thing. I'm I'm listening to um uh, the comfort crisis at the moment, and they talk about Masogi. And Masogi is taking on a task that you're pretty much 50% could fail.
1: Yeah, I saw that today you yeah. posted.
0: It. Yeah, so the, the challenge that say we're doing in May is a Masogi because it's we have no comprehension of how each task will impact the body. And we think the first one, I think the first one will, and I like, I wrote this, I designed this, but um, I think it'll be tw- like on average, it'll take between 10 to 12 hours and it will hurt. If we, if we complete it, it will be horrendous to complete. It will take a lot of mental toughness to get yeah. ourselves over the line, unless the body literally breaks and you have to physically stop because of injury. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited for it because I know that even if I fail it, even if something was to happen, I'm going to take a huge win from it because I've tested. And I think a lot of people think that like, like you say, like they want to run the marathon and they want to do an event. They feel I have to put in all this new effort and training. You do have to put in training. You do have to put in. But the thing is, is that the end result is complete a task. Like statistically, if you can run 12 to 15 miles, you have the capacity to run a marathon. Yeah. It's, it's more mental than anything else. It's just trudging along. So it I, is. now you can train and do the, like if you talk to a marathon coach, he will give you the three, four, five day running program. But what if you only have two days to train? Could you train for a marathon? Yes. Would it be the best marathon? No. Will you suffer? Yes. Will you learn from it? Yes. Will you be a better person for completing it? Yes. Yeah. So I think I'm a firm believer in completing a task and the more tasks I complete, the better I like. I don't try to run to uh, like to crush times or people say, Oh, I need a three hour marathon. That's great. That's not my goal. I have so many other goals that a three hour marathon would take away from the other things that I do. So yeah. my goal is to complete the task, which yeah. is complete the marathon. Now, if it was that, okay, now I want to run faster. I know what has to happen. I know I have to put in a lot more effort and a lot more focus and I have to give up certain things which I will refuse to give up because I won't. I refuse to give up my strength training um, yeah, for to task like in, within the next two and a half weeks I have to swim 5K. I've only ever swam 2K and I haven't put in enough training. My coach has told me repeatedly I haven't put in enough training for this. But I'm going to, when she tells me you've got these days where the sea is going to be at its best, um, I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna attempt a 5k swim, and if anything, I'll swim more than I've ever swam in my life, so I'm exactly. gonna get a win. And if all goes really well, I will have swam 5k. So there's my uh, migogi Mazogi, just No, it's not Mazogi, Magogi, <laughs> uh, for, for 2020 for 2022 and i already have my one set up for 2023 and i'm already thinking of something for 24 and 25 because my brain yeah. works. what's the next big thing and every year i want to put a challenge out there to myself to go how and i just know that when i suffer and i can get true to suffering i will be a better person
1: yeah and i and i think you've hit the nail on head. like a lot of what you know you're gonna swim far more than you've ever swum progress over perfection and you know i see different medals behind you you know i set myself some of my goals and i think flipping back to what you said i don't think enough people have goals anyway any goals so Mm. they're going through life without a sense of direction slash purpose and i think that again is where we come in and help people understand that yeah. there is a purpose well, and you can set amazing goals yeah. and, what,
0: to... and what you said there is uh, I, I just just sorry for cutting, cutting you across no um uh, i just i heard this today and i thought it was really good um because you said like people don't have any goals if you look at your life like a book and i know this is kind of corny and new agey and all this but i just it really resonated with me today when i heard it i think it was on an instagram reel or it was on a sh- no it was on a was on a Joe Senna podcast, uh, yeah, podcast. Okay. And it was, the guy was saying is that if you treat your life like a book, the only guarantee is you know how it started, but you're responsible and have the capacity to constantly change it to finish. So we know our life to now. And if you haven't done that, if you fail like you haven't done anything or you failed, then you still have the capacity to finish the book finish your life the way you want it to, just because yeah. it's already happened. And I thought it was a nice way to put it um, because it, it just it, it makes a lot of sense. It's like, yeah, we all have had tough times. Some have had harder times than others. Um, but we all have the capacity to change that if we want yeah. to change and we got to set targets and goals and plan and use planners. And uh, you might think that that's a wishy-washy, but you and I yeah. know it's totally helped us uh get to the next level of where we want to be and it's going to help us keep going up and going up and wanting to do more and be more exactly as a person so yeah no i just thought that was a quite um an interesting statement i, I like it. i'm definitely going to use it for a fair bit uh yeah i need to find out.
1: yeah it's incredible what you said about the planets you know and wishy-washy and things, because you know the amount of questions and queries that i get about journaling and obviously, if you have told me that to I journaled two years ago, I'd have laughed at you and wrote. But if I don't journal, I think I've consistently journaled for the last seven months. Mm. If I don't journal, there's a massive part of my day when I'm like, "How you know, especially the evening, reflecting on the winds, you know, I haven't, you know, as we sit here, I haven't had the best of days. But there's gonna be free wins in it, you know. Mm. This is a this is a massive win for me. I was so nervous coming into this, but you've made me feel like amazing, and and it's it just that uh, it's just flowed. So, I think journaling for you and I is well, definitely for me, it, it's it's been a game changer for just leveling up. Oh yeah, and I I needed I needed
0: the likes of Paul and Kath to hold you accountable. You know, if you don't report, yeah, you get called out. And I kind of need that because I, I went through like a week or two where I wouldn't journal or I'd only do the mornings and I wasn't doing the evening. And I find like even like, what's your number one focus for the week? And it's always fill in my planner because yeah. I can get quite lazy with it. But then when I don't do it, um, I, my week gets all messy. Yeah. And then my head gets more messy. And I remember talking to Paul at the, I think we were three months in or four months in and we had a call and I always went, I'm finding that I f- I'm finishing my work a lot quicker and earlier. And I feel like I'm not actually working, but when I look at what I've done, I've hit every task and he goes, that's because yeah. you've, you've strategically planned your week. So you're not just trying to, you're not reacting to everything that's happening. You've planned it. So you're finishing, you, you've more, you, you you're after clearing up hours in your week that you were losing to sitting in your office, being stressed out and doing yeah. nothing. And I was like, and he goes, how does that make you feel? I was like, I kind of feel like I'm cheating a little bit because like, I have all this free time now. And he goes, that's how you spend the rest of your life. I was like, yeah, that's why I do it. And again, don't get me wrong, there's times it goes a little bit off, but I yeah. always pull it back in. And that's why I, I'm still I still do it. I think the planner, and even if you're not, obviously with Paul or doing any of that, like if you're journaling yeah. and you're holding yourself accountable for your actions when it comes to, having a better more productive life 100 percent. yeah
1: so i still use use paul's templates because it's incredible you know like what doesn't get wrote down doesn't get done right
0: exactly exactly yeah so like obviously we've been i don't want to take up too much more of your time uh, (laughs) but with regards to what you're like what's the what's the goal for you what's the What's the plan for the rest of this year going into next year? Uh, what you're doing with helping people?
1: Yeah. So, so the plan is really to, to um, I'm going to launch like di- different, different sets of programs coming up, um, which you look out for, but like, yeah, it, it's really just to impact as much men as possible and to, to, <sighs> I've just done this in my, on my social. It's, it's, it's to impact as much men as possible and, and to start making a change, you know, within, I suppose, the the, the sobriety groups as well. Like, hmm. uh, I've made some great connects with them and, and just, just really saying there is help out there, you know, and we don't all, breaking st- 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 a, little, a little bit of stigma is we don't have to be all macho and, and to realize people that even if they have got their shit together we i can enhance that so it's really just carrying on what i'm doing spreading the word picking up more um you know am- amazing stuff on along the way i did want to delve into to, to book writing as well but i think i'll do the audio book first yeah so it's just really um sort of carrying on the band in terms of like that's what work wise but i'm like in term, like, I think like you like setting myself some amazing five goals going forward as well um you know like just testing myself and putting myself into to better environments to to help me grow help my business grow and and really like um I suppose the the, the main thing is just impacting and as much people as possible you know it doesn't have to be men men only because they don't they don't tend to talk, and obviously I am a man, yeah, and I've I've struggled. So it's realizing that getting men to realise it's okay to talk, and I know that's again quite cliche and quite wanky, but it's now true truer than right now when we've all been through a massive changes and everything in the world. Like you, yeah.
0: you get like anxiety rates are up, depression's up, suicide is up, everything's up. Yeah everything yeah. we we have the most convenient life imaginable uh and everything negative in our lives is true roof so convenience isn't the win and struggle, yeah. like so i, I do think there's, there's 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 not only a need or sorry a one for what we do there's a there's a massive need out there and again if you can change one life that's a that's a win if you can impact someone that you didn't even know that's a win but if you're if you're able to and then you're using your own story to do it then just man keep doing what you're doing like as i yeah. said if if you haven't like i'll, I'll put your Insta- instagram handle on the yeah on the show notes for people that check out your and follow you. And like, like, like me, if you want to reach out to Marcus, if you have questions with regards to even like just kind of counseling or when you're feeling down and depressed or even did like alcohol or kind of, even if you want to talk about non-alcoholic beers, I'm sure Marcus would be happy enough to, um, to give you some pointers or tips or how to navigate a weekend or actually a festival, um, yeah. booze free so that's, that's a it big yeah one. that's
1: a big one dms are always open as well you know yeah. I, I, and for, for anyone and everyone but dms are open i'm i'd rather talk to someone or, than be at their funeral i know that's yeah. quite morbid and hard hitting but it's the truth you know
0: yeah no that's cool uh marcus firstly thank you for being on the show but, um but look dude uh it's been great we'll obviously stay in routine, yeah. recruiting and then hey we should uh do a stupid challenge together at some point
1: oh mate that would be amazing doing a stupid challenge it sounds your challenge looks epic and and i mean did you do penny fan as well yeah i was meant to uh but it was that
0: it was the weekend before was the cert
1: yeah, it was, yeah I, like i have course. to
0: pick it I, I booked in for both but i had to pick what was more important because obviously yeah. me traveling is a couple of days away from the family and then I just have oh, to mate, you know, like what's important, so yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely something I want to do. Yeah, but, um, uh, yeah, but like I'm up for, like literally, tell me, hey, this sounds ridiculous, and I'll be like, okay, let's go do yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: I think it's the structure of the training is great as well. You know, I'm four times a week with a marathon, and it's, it's tough, but it's worth. It will be worth it. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. It be worth it, and that's the main thing. But dude, Lizzie, uh, thanks for being on the show. Hey, I will so uh, touch base with you soon and uh, keep doing what you're doing because uh, you're definitely impacting people.
1: Amazing. Have a good one. Dude. Take care. Mate. All right.
0: Cheers. Every time my alarm goes off. Depends on the sport a little bit, but it just it. I need to worry if they're bad at what I am So excited
1: to hit this work I'm so glad my parents never left. me. You're listening to the Live Blitz Play podcast.